Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace Lord the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Super excited today to have Tracy Wirtz, anchor uh, woman from KLFY TV 10, uh, media mogul, been been in, in the industry for 30 years. She's been all over the place. I'm intimidated. Uh, welcome to the show, Tracy. Please don't be intimidated. And thank you so much for having me, Todd. Sure. So uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Everyone sees you pretty faced on TV, but no one knows the inside story. Tell us, tell us well, what's going on. Well, uh, family-wise, I am the oldest of seven children, uh, two girls and five boys. Um, we were kind of spread out, so I am 17 years older than my baby brother which uh, is, has made for interesting dynamics. Quite a gap. Uh, and I am married to Kevin Wirtz. He and I have been married for 29 years Wow! Uh, in June. And uh, we have three beautiful children, Bonnie, Taryn, and Corey, and uh, a beautiful granddaughter who's 11. Her name is Braley Jane. We have a lot in common. I, I'm one of six, actually one of seven. My mom lost a little girl. And, uh, and my brother and I are 21 years apart in age. Wow. And uh, we have one grandchild as well, but yeah. he's a little dude. He's only 10 months old, but it's uh, it's a life changer, huh? What a grandchild. There is no describing the feeling to anyone who has not experienced it before. Yes. So I know you mentioned uh, we were texting back and forth before you came on, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that your mom was going to be listening to the show uh, when, when this airs, and I'm excited about that. And uh a lot of pressure uh, to, with mom listening, but but tell me who in your life uh, formed your faith life, and what, what what's that about? Uh, probably my mother, uh, my mother and father. Um, as children, of course, we all went to church together. Ten o'clock mass was, you know, that was our that was our mass. But probably my mother. You know, as we go through life and grow up in our faith, I think that we have ins and we have outs, and there's a point in time. And for me, that was probably my early twenties when. I don't think, for me, I didn't question God. I just was questioning where I was in my faith. And, you know, you, I think that everybody has a story about veering off the path for a, a bit and then coming back. And I think that that's important in a faith life because if I had just continued to follow because it was what I was told to do, then my relationship with God would not be what it is today. I think we need to grow into that. Do you think that um, you've experienced a conversion in your life? And if so, at what point in your life? Honestly, I think there have been quite a few. And when I was very young, 10, 11 years old, my mom and dad got into the charismatic Catholic movement. And so I went to a lot of, we went to a lot of conferences and get togethers. Mm -hmm. And there were several moments there that spoke to me. Uh, My mom and dad had uh, a prayer group they went to every Thursday night. And I remember doing that as a child. Um, but there were so many different points in my life for me spiritually that moved me closer. Um, there was a book, and I was trying to remember the author's name when I was about, I guess, late twenties. I read, I read the book, and it was a, a Catholic book. It was a fiction book, but I remember being very convicted by it, and that was one movement. Another was contemplating the Blessed Mother for me. I have a, a big devotion to Mary. And I remember standing in my kitchen 
uh, gosh, this was probably 18, 20 years ago. And I was cooking and I was thinking about Mary. And for some reason, it struck me. And I started crying in the kitchen because Mm -hmm. I realized this was a mother who watched her son die. I think I was having some, you know, I had teenage children and that's a tough age. And uh, I, I was worrying about them. And that was huge for me. So that was another step for me. Mm-hmm. As my life has gone on uh, for a long time, my mom encouraged us to pray the rosary. And so what I would do every Lent is on the way to work in the morning, I would listen to the rosary. Um, but it wasn't a daily practice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2016, I think was probably when I really started to realize that you know, when we aren't going through struggles, we have a tendency to let our faith, I think, fall by the wayside, uh, or some of us do. I know that I was at that point. But in 2016, I went through a really rough time, and my husband and I, my, my sister has a, a beach house in Alabama, so we went over to meet them because I was just having, a, I mean, I was really struggling. And I went to a bookstore. I said, let me go find a book. I can, you know, escape. And something drew me to the religious section of the bookstore, and I picked up uh, a book by Lisa Turkers, who is not a Catholic, but it was called Unglued, and mm-hmm. it was about handling your emotions, handling things that come up, and what to do with those emotions. And it just spoke to me on a level that gave me a swift kick and said, this is where you need to focus. This is where you're going to find your peace. This is this is what's going to help you get to that next step, whatever that next step is. And what was interesting for me up until that point in my life is a lot of the things that I had done, I could look back and see that God's hand was working through that, even though I couldn't at the time. I read something in my morning devotional today that said it's about trust. For instance, Job, when he went through all of his trials, he had no idea at that point that his wealth would be restored. Joseph, when he was captive, he had no idea that he would be crowned king. And I think, and that's really struck me this morning because I thought that is my life. That is what has happened. And when that all happened in in 2016, I picked up the practice of not just doing a Lenten rosary, but every morning. Um... And just completely surrendering because I did not know what the next steps in my life were going to be. I just knew that I had to trust. And so I did. And I was looking at making some changes in my life at that point. And I decided, you know, okay, God, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm going to be. I had had some offers and some discussions with people about what my next career step would be. Um, And I said, Lord, you know what's going on in my heart. You know that I've got pain. And I know that you're going to find a way to make this okay. When I need to make that next step, you will give me that peace. And when I made the decision to leave my previous employer, I remember a peace in my soul that I had never in my life felt before. There was just a sense of peace that mm-hmm. I didn't, there was not a question in my mind mm-hmm. because I knew that it would be the next step that God wanted me to take. At that point, I made that decision. And what's, I think the most interesting part of this story is that I had a plan. <laughs> like we all do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a plan. This is what I was going to do. This was going ha- to be my new career. This is how everything's going to work out. And it looked like that was going to happen. Lo and behold, about 
a month or so, within the first month of me making that decision, um, things started to unravel. My plan started just coming apart at the seams. And I was very scared because I did not know what I was going to do next. Um, And so I started praying fervently. Um, Of course, my rosary adopted a practice I still do today. When I do my rosary, my dog and I walk. So it's kind of a, you know, a a, a twofer. And I said, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. And my current employer called a couple of times and I thought, Lord, I don't want to go back into that. I can't be that person. I, you know, I, I want something different. I want something different. And so I would just pray. But I said, Lord, I'm going to be open to you because you gave me gifts. You want me to use them in the best way that I can. Um, and I was just completely resistant. So I would pray every morning. I'd do my devotionals on my phone. I would do my rosary, and I would pray. I would just pray, and a lot of times I would cry. And so I was sitting outside. I'll never forget. And it might have been August because I looked at at some information this morning. But I wouldn't use my Magnificat as a prayer tool. Uh, I just used it when I went to church. So I'm sitting outside. I remember exactly where I was sitting, and I was praying, and I said, Okay, Lord. I don't know what to do about this situation. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know if you want me to go back into television. I don't know what your path is for me. Obviously, you have an idea because everything else I've decided that I was going to do fell apart. And I I decided to open my Magnificat that morning. And the saint for that day, unbeknownst to me, was St. Clair, the one who established the poor Clairs. Well, St. Clair is the patron saint of television. (laughs) And I remember I looked up and I said, okay, uh, you know, you got my attention. Um, and St. Clair was ill. The, the story goes that she was very ill um, and couldn't make it to Mass. And so she would say the Mass in her bed. Mm-hmm. And it was projected onto her wall. Wow. And uh, it was, you know, obviously a miracle. And so I just knew, I just knew at that moment exactly where he wanted me to be. That's so powerful. And I love the Magnificat. I, I, I uh, made my Chrysia 16 years ago, and, and I've been have a big devotion to the rosary just every day. And it's a supernatural thing But for mm-hmm. me because I, I did go to Catholic school, but I don't remember anything. I don't know if they taught me anything over there. I, I feel like they didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just this, I get the peace, and I get the power of the Holy Spirit through that rosary. And, uh, yeah, I just lost my dog not long ago, and that was, like, huh, uh, really tough, uh, opening some wounds there talking about that. But uh, So when you pray your rosary, um, are there are there mysteries that, um, that, that grab you more than others? You know, I, I feel like I have some of that going on. I really, really like uh, the glorious mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, the rosary that I play, uh, I use, um, my mother actually, years and years ago, from, um, I think it's the Marians, they released a CD, mm-hmm. um, and it had the rosary on it, and the way that they pray it is, at the beginning of each decade, they say all four mm-hmm. of the mysteries at that point, and it's interesting because each day, any one of those hits me exactly where I need to be right, hit. No doubt. You know, and and I have also um, decided I have been part of the Rosary Congress in Crowley for a number oh, wow. of years. That's really powerful. Um, seeing all those people get together to pray the Rosary 24 hours a day 
is an experience like no other. So if you ever have the opportunity to go to a Rosary Congress, even if you just have an hour to give, then that is something that I think that every Catholic should experience. Crowley is a special place. Uh, You know, I think it's the it's the unofficial home of the Cajun Catholics. uh, I know Father Pelichet, a close friend of mine, has just been recently transferred yes. to, to Crowley, and uh, he and I went fishing not long ago, and and we were just talking about how blessed he was to be in that parish because it is a, such a special place. You know, we have we're very fortunate to have three wonderful church parishes there: Saint Michael, Immaculate Heart, and Saint Teresa. I've been a, a parishioner at Saint Michael for well since I was knee high to a duck. And we've had some great priests come through there. Um, uh, uh, we are so incredibly fortunate. Uh, Father Michael Polson, of course, the pastor there. One of the best homilists I have ever had the pleasure mm-hmm. to hear. He, he just, he seems to, to speak to everybody on a level that is real, mm-hmm. you know. We have a mutual friend, Kyle Sibley, and uh, he, he and I like to fish and hunt together, and we, we, we call it Stupid 30 when we get up early and, and go, go hunting and fishing. And, and I hear that you get up at Stupid 30 every day. Um, tell me a little bit about and what that's like, and, and I know you must find Christ in that quietness. You well, know. you know, and, and one of the issues or one of the developments, I guess, in my life yeah. was that for 13 years, I did. I got up anywhere between 1230 and 1.30 in the morning. Oh. Um, and while my children were young, that was really good. My, my hours were, you know, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning until about 9.30, 10 o'clock. And it was good at that point. I have a wonderful partner, uh, my husband, who would get them up and get them to school and mm-hmm. and actually with the help of friends and family too. But I was able to go and, and pick them up at school and do things with them that I needed to do. As our lives have grown, my children are adults now. Um, my husband and I found, I found that we were like two ships passing in the night for five days a week because he would come in from work and I was just going to bed. Mm-hmm. And of course he was not awake when I was. And so that was part of that transition for me. I I needed to spend time with him. So now it actually is wonderful. My hours are about 9.30 to 6.30 during the day. So we get up early in the morning anyway. Between Mm -hmm. 5 and 6, we have coffee together. I go walk my dog and say my rosary and divine chaplet. And then we have the evenings together. And that is so critical. I think that people miss the importance of spending time with your spouse in quiet, just together, just being each other. Yeah. And that's something that we were missing, and I'm so blessed that we have that back. That's awesome. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Miss Tracy Wirtz. She is the anchor woman for KLFY TV 10, previously with KATC, and, and previously with a lot of different radio stations. So, you know, she's like an expert over here, and, and, and I'm uh, super intimidated to have her in the, in the booth today, but, but blessed as well because she's got a beautiful soul. Um, tell me, Tracy, is it hard to, to watch the news? I mean, you, you're, you're projecting the news, but it always seems like most of it's negative, you know. Yeah. How do you balance your spirituality with, with all that news, you know, all that negativity? I really feel like God put me in this position because it has purpose. That, I think, is, for me, has to be part of my life, is purpose. What, what purpose do I serve on this earth? And it is very difficult sometimes um, to talk about the bad things that people can do to each other in this world. 
Um, I'm also very blessed that I have um, I work for a team and our management team allows me to do the things that I feel passionate about. And a lot of times it's a good story. Um, we really try to incorporate that to have some balance. Um, we have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to the people we broadcast to, to bring them all the news and to let them process that in their own way. Um, I really felt purpose in my job. I'll never forget this. During Hurricane Lily in, what was that, 2001, 2000, some mm-hmm. early 2000s. And I was at a radio station, and, uh, of course, electricity had gone off. It was, you know, just kind of total chaos. Nobody had air conditioner. And we stayed on the phone, uh, on, the, on the air, just all the time, talking about where people could get help, what they needed to know to be safe. And I remember thinking, this is why I do what I do. And people would call and, you know, and say thank you. And it wasn't about that. It was about what do people need that I can provide? I don't know how to save lives. I could not be a policeman or uh, an EMT. There are a lot of things that I can't do, but I can help with information because information is power. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So um, do you, I, I was curious asking, thinking about questions to ask you when we came onto the show, but um, I, I, I do you have any? Do you, is there? Do you spend much time in prayer at work? And and look, by the way, I want to say that the, the station is awesome. Uh, I love Fran. Shout out to Fran. Yeah, she's awesome. She's an awesome person. And, Great and y'all leader. Have, uh, wonderful people over there. Dawn Delaney is a good friend, very spiritual lady that that I get to deal with. But I guess you're in a good place. You know? I am. I am in a very good place. Yeah. And uh, you know, um, everything rolls from the top down. And Fran is an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And I, and what's interesting is when we get together, you know, we'll do little cook-offs or cookouts or whatever, and she always begins that with prayer, uh, which means a lot to me. Um, I think that's important. Um, do I spend time steeped in prayer at work? I pray often at work. You know, um, again, I have a, a big devotion to the Blessed Mother, so the Hail Mary, I say that several times. Um, when I need strength, when I need to focus, when... Things just seem to be in chaos around me um, because the Blessed Mother has the Father's ear mm-hmm. all the time. And, you know, I mean, it, it goes back to, to the wedding at Cana. You know, she asked her son to do that and he did it. Um, and I think that for me, that speaks volumes. Yeah. You mentioned the beach, and uh, I had a guest on recently that spoke about how when their spirituality leaves them, it's it's kind of like getting on the raft where, wherever you, your beach chair is, and then you get out in that water, and then you know you close your eyes for just a minute. Next thing you know, you know you, you can hardly find your your, your chair, mm-hmm. and then when you really lose Christ, um, you wake up and you, you don't even see the shore. And uh, I thought that was a really nice analogy, you know, and 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 that's why I'm a, I'm so attached to the rosary because I don't I want to lo- don't want to lose that connection. I see the Holy Spirit in numbers. Like for me, you mentioned the word 2016 when we were talking earlier, and 16 seems to come up in my interviews a lot because that's my Holy Spirit number. Really, and and that's when the Holy Spirit goes, "I'm right here with you." So when you said, that, I was like, "Okay, he's right there." You know, but does the Holy Spirit speak to you in colors, numbers, or uh, for me, it's doves too. I see doves all the time. I'm like a crazy person. No, it's not. And I think that if I'd never really thought about it, but the images that pop into my mind immediately are flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a few years ago, I really took to gardening and doing that kind of thing. 
And I see God's presence. I feel the Holy Spirit in the beautiful blooms, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and I think that goes back again to Scripture, and I'm not going to be able to quote the, the, the verse. I, I'm not real good at that all the times, but... Um, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, the flowers, the birds, they don't worry. They just are. And, you know, when I was going through that. That really, was the reading Sunday. Yeah, it was. Yes, I remember <laughs> Matthew, that. It's Matthew something or yeah. other. Um, and I remember, um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but, oh, I, I know what it was. When I was going through all of that, there are two scriptures that are very important to me one of them and i have it in my house all over the place is uh, proverbs forty six ten: be still and know that i'm god because in that turmoil that i was going through he just was telling just stop let me be god you know he's doing a really good job at it <laughs> i i don't have to be that i don't have to make those des- this decisions i don't have to look anywhere i just need to be still and that was not something that I could do. Mm-hmm. I mean, relax is not a word I could even spell, you know. But it's not just relaxing. It's literally calming your mind, being still, so that he has room. Because I think that a lot of times he just sits back with his arms crossed and says, okay, when you're ready, you just got to let me do. And then the other one over the last year or two that has really spoken to me, and I, I discovered it even more when I was going through that transition two years ago, and that is Galatians 5.22, the fruits of the Spirit. And I often pray in the morning, Lord, please let me manifest those fruits. And I'm not going to be able to remember all of them, but love, generosity, kindness, self-control. You know, all of those things that if we manifest those, if we live those, then people will know that we're Christians. You know, and I think that that is so important that when people see us, when they interact with us, that they recognize the Spirit. This girl's on fire. Uh, you know, they say Catholics don't know their Bible verses, but you just proved them all wrong. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> don't, please don't get any, any deeper. But I, 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 there's so many things since I have tried to get into. And I have, I think there are four devotionals every morning that I read. And one of the things, they're short because my attention span's not very long. Um, but every one of them, Catholic or not, offers a scripture, offers some explanation. And um, it's taught me a lot about the Bible that I didn't know before, because I think as Catholics, sometimes we miss that. Mm -hmm. You know, I tried to sit down and read the Bible one time, like cover it. I don't have that. Yeah, that doesn't work. No. So I, I find that this way helps me to really see what is laid out or what was laid out and what led to our faith today. Mm-hmm. I know you have three children and, and um, you know, one thing I found after Marcosia was how my children just couldn't get enough of my, you know, if you want to call it a rebirth or um, just what I had experienced. I came home and started talking about Christ and, and they just couldn't get enough of it, you know. And uh, do you get a lot of family time talking about Christ at your house? I mean, is that... Unfortunately, no. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, my husband, for a lot of years, didn't come to church with me. Yeah. Um, he started coming uh, a few years ago. And I had I had prayed to St. Monica for years for his conversion. Um, and he's still young at it. But after 26 years, it took 26 years, 
For my children, I have tried to be an example. They are adults. I think that they are going through that period. Yeah. Um, I think that we all have to grasp our faith at different times. It's something that I constantly remind them of as I'm talking to them without yeah. them feeling like I'm pushing it down their throat because I think kids are, no matter what age, are resistant to that. Yeah, like my mom uh, wrote a diary for 42 years in a row, you know, every day. And I got to keep those when she passed recently. And, and, and she wrote a lot about how her, you know, my dad, they really, he just went to church because she went to church. And, mm-hmm. and it really kind of broke up their marriage. They got, they, they fell apart at one time. But he, she just wrote in there, you know, all I ever wanted was just a, a Catholic family. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, it is because I know when I made my Chrysia again, you know, I, I was like, I wanted my wife just be, you know, come on, let's go, we're going, and it doesn't work that way. No, and you know, and it was interesting because early on in our marriage when I talked to my husband, I said, it it means so much to me for you to come, and he said, but my relationship with God is not up to you. That's between he and I, and I had to respect that. Of course. I had to respect that just like I have to respect the growth of my children. My son was very devoted for a lot of years, and you know, he's 21. I think he's trying to find, figure out things, but he I hope, and I've told him, I hope he knows because I was going through a dry spell when he was very devout at that mm-hmm. point. And I needed that. I needed his spiritual strength to bring me up. And so I just hope that by example, I'm leading my children. That's powerful. He's in the military? He is. He's yeah. a National Guard. Um, and he is. he's trying to figure out, I know, who he is mm-hmm. uh, in this world, probably spiritually, and uh, we all are. Yeah, you know, every day, <laughs> every day we grow. We either grow or we die, and yeah. every day I've got to grow. And I just pray that I do that, you know, in the Lord, because I need. I He's definitely proven to me He has a plan that's much better than any that I could ever conceive. Yeah. We didn't don't know each other really well before this interview, but I mean, I can just such see the passion in your eyes, you know, uh, your passion for Christ. And I know you're such a hard worker, and I can really relate to your story about you having a plan and God having a different plan because I, I think you're a planner. Yeah, you know? I am. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me. I'm, I'm not just a planner. I am a routine. Yeah. The same thing has to happen at the same time every day, or it throws me off. Yeah. So surrendering that control is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, just a couple of minutes left on the show. You know, Tracy, what what do you want your legacy to be? You've laid quite a foundation down in, in Acadiana, you know, uh, and it's it's really wonderful to see the person uh, that we all see on TV behind the scenes, and it's a blessing for me to have you on the show today. But what do you want your legacy to be? Thought much about that? Not too much? You kind of got your head down working, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, you know, when I, when, yes, I love what I do, but it is not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, my family is the most important thing next to my relationship with God in my life. Um, and I, I think I just, if any, I think maybe if anybody can learn from the trials that I'm able to share, um, you know, I was a teenage mom. A lot of folks don't know that. That has impacted my life. Um, my walk with God, my development into this. Um, And if I'm able to share that and convert somebody or bring them closer to Christ, then that's what I want to do. I think you're doing it already. You know, um, you're just a real blessing to our community and and to myself. It's it's an honor to see you and meet you. Well, you are are very kind. Thank you. 
So, uh, again, you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show with Tracy Wirtz, and I hope she'll come back on the show real soon. I know she knows a lot of good Cajun Catholics, and maybe she'll be running this show real soon, I believe. (laughs) No, no, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for listening today. You can hear the episodes on SoundCloud.com if you search Cajun Catholics. All the episodes are on there. Again, Tracy, thank you so much for being on the show. God bless you all. Uh, We always invite our listeners to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. God bless. Thank you, Tracy. You're welcome.